0: different gravy not just another sheffield wednesday podcast i'm one of the hosts richard miller and my co-host well the perfect podcast host would be smart funny and have a beautiful sonorous voice well two out of three ain't bad i don't know who he is but he's a real dead ringer for dr luke gledall how are you doing today luke (laughs)
1: Brilliant Ridge, thank you. Thank you for the lovely intro. Thank you for making a reference to something which I was hoping to make a reference to later. Uh, we'll put a pin in that. But yes, thank you. It's great to uh great to chat to you once again about this uh awful football team we support.
0: Yeah, a little before we get you know just get in there and wallow in the in the mire, um a little tribute to the dearly departed Monsieur Loaf. Felt felt pertinent. <laughs> but you, you're well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm doing uh, doing okay. It's, uh, it's been a long week, but uh, here we are at the weekend, so that's nice. Yeah. Respite? Respite? How do you pronounce that word? I think
0: I've heard both.
1: Okay. Well, either either one of those you want to pick for your own purpose, then yeah. go with that.
0: I think I like mm. respite more, but it is, it's written down as respite, isn't it? There's an E on mm. the end.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So, I don't know. <laughs> you get, it could go either way. <laughs> it could. Do we uh, do we want to get into some news?
1: Define want.
0: Um, have we set ourselves a weird obligation to do this on a weekly basis? I
1: yes, think. we have, and let's go for it.
0: Yeah, in that spirit. Breaking hoo-hoos. Breaking who-hoos. Mm. A lot of who-hoos that were broken. I've done I've done a, a bad headline that only works written down. No sign right. last week, but this week, a very different story. And that story with an EY because we signed Jordan's story.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's a what's the story, Morning Glory or Jack and Nori, depending Book on where, whichever, whichever path you want to take on that one. But yes, Jordan's story. Following, mm-hmm. let's just kind of look chronologically. We had a little bit of a roller coaster with a brief linkage to Danny Bart.
0: Yeah, we had, a, we had a dalliance. We dipped our toe in the water uh, with Lani as it were. <laughs> and sort of gazumped, as seems to be uh, very easy to do in our current predicament. Mm. Um, although, so what did you... So obviously quite a... Would have been a decent link in the same way as Beavers was a decent link. You know, somebody that we know well enough to be yep. fairly confident in them coming in.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: then it feels like it feels like Sunderland have done quite a lot of what we've done in the past recently, throwing slightly too long contracts at people that are a bit long in the tooth and mm. paying end up paying for somebody that's not doing very much for you. And in a way, are we slightly relieved that Wednesday haven't done it this time? We didn't give him that extra time. That seems to be the difference, doesn't it, I think, that he was given extra, another option of a year at uh, at Sunderland that we weren't willing to to go to that length of deal
1: could be, yeah, I mean, I do wonder about like whether whether we will get to the point of being like Sunderland in the future, whether and by that, I mean kind of replicating their timeline, but also maybe at this point, looking like you know, for them, I don't mind jinxing it because i don't I don't care about the Mackams. but um, but you know about having their success in the future, and I mean that kind of seems to go down the road of basically. Do you seem to just, like, go down the road long enough with FFP to the point where you can eventually spend money again? Is that how it works? Oh, yeah. I don't know, because I just I don't know how. It, it's kind of like spending money becomes some type of addiction that we attend. We've, we've attended FFP Anonymous, um, but that's hilarious because everybody at FFP Anonymous knows who we are, and we know who they are as well. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't know how you get out of such a hole, and that's the problem with FFP, right? Like, how do you? Yeah. How do you start again? How do, How do you start that cycle again?
0: Because the only way to make any money in football is selling players, outside of being in the. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, if you're not allowed to really buy anyone of any value, then your chances of somehow hauling yourself out of the hole you've dug are slim to none.
1: But I mean it's weird because I mean we still pay pretty we've got some players on some fairly handsome salaries, yeah. you Imagine. Yeah. But I mean I, I and I don't know the nature and spirit of competition that there's plenty of teams who are competent in this league and can be competent and have decent players that we can probably look on admiringly at, you know, with a series of uh with envy towards them. Like there is gonna be a series of players that we just we either just miss out on or we can't get.
0: Yeah. So,
1: um,
0: But then, I mean, looking at it, I know he's only on loan for six months, but who knows what his kind of future looks like. Story looks like a decent option. I mean, he's played a good amount of championship football this season. He played, a, yeah. he played most of the last two seasons for Portsmouth. It just seems to be Lowe's come in and been told he has to move people on before he can bring anybody in. And unfortunately, Jordan Story's one of those ones he doesn't quite fancy as much.
1: He's, yeah, so... Maybe that's a that's a big advantage to us. It's a different. I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe the whole thing with Danny Bard is because of his past history, and I think his kind of presence. Yeah, he's a much more
0: bigger, isn't he? Whereas, yeah, yeah, very much. Story looks looks young. He's twenty four, which is a decent age. Mm. He looks. He's got a he's got a boyish look to him.
1: So, Rich, you're about to cross a bridge and you come across a troll who says that, you know, you can only answer if you solve his riddle. And you say, sure, I'll have a go at that riddle. The riddle he says to you, if Alex Hunt looks 12, how old does Jordan Story look?
0: 14? Four, 15, maybe? Did you
1: be that's, tall? A, that's, that's a decent answer. I mean, it does look a bit like he's the type of friend who knocks around with Alex Hunt. And he's the one yeah. who started to grow some hairs on his uh Top lip a bit quicker <laughs> and start start smoking before the other kids. Possibly, it has that certain kind of vibe to it. He might but, be
0: the one they mistakenly believe would get served.
1: Yes, yeah, office. exactly yeah. the one the one you send in to get the uh, to get the white lightning at yeah. uh, the local the local off license. Um Yeah, so there are some great Zen riddles in life, like what is the sound of one hand clapping for tree falls in the woods. But genuinely, yeah, the, he he's a <laughs> Young-looking man is Jordan's story. But it seems to be someone who's on the come-up. And, I mean, the, the words that seem to come from Preston fans seem to be very, very positive. I couldn't really see many negatives. He sounded like he had a bit of a – he had a, a small bad spell, by yeah. the sound of, but something he seemed to turn around and then picked up with a series of decent, decent performances. So, no, a, a decent acquisition. But, like, it's a different profile to – Danny Bart, which is why yeah. we've kind of had those two in comparison within the week.
0: Danny Bart, you'd see dropping in the middle of that three, or uh, and being the kind of leader of that of the defence, wouldn't you? Uh, mm-hmm. Very much uh, a straight swap for Hutchinson or, or Dunkley, whereas Story looks like he'll be more of a kind of body alongside one of those guys. Um, but who knows? I mean, stranger things have happened. He might, he might have that commanding element to him. I'd, um, we'll have to see. Um, we also might not see him at all because who knows with Darren Moore and his choices in these things.
1: Well, I mean, interesting that, I mean, we, we've we had a decent, that like, kind of jumps ahead. There's a bit more news to talk about, but, um, you know, we had an unchanged lineup. I mean, I would naturally think someone coming in, they wouldn't start. Interesting enough, though, is a comparison, and while we're doing this, Comparison Danny Bart did start and get a clean sheet for Sunderland today. Yeah. So manner, it can be done. It can been. be done. Yeah. Um let's let's kind of move on to um there's a couple of linkages. Should we do a couple of linkages and then we can talk about the interesting couple of linkages.
0: I do also, I do like the idea of what's the story, Jordan story being his song, by the way. We need sure, think and it's a sweep up, sweep up. Wow, well, what's the story, Jordan? Story? <laughs> yeah, I think there's legs in it. I think there is.
1: Sure, sure. Um, what else can we talk? Like um, well, we a couple of linkages. This... So,
0: oh, go on. Sorry. Well, okay. You're good, you're doing linkages. Okay. So that, that's not because I was going to say in terms of like Danny Bart. It was like. We heard about it. It was going to happen. Then it didn't happen all in the space of probably about 48 hours. And similarly, we had the uh, the Nathaniel Mendes Lang storm in an espresso cup. That was, he's actually going at the end of the week. He's packed his bags. He said goodbye. And then within like a couple of hours, oh, by the way, he signed an extension. Uh, <laughs> mm. But yeah, let, let's do the, let's do linkages.
1: This has been a long link with uh, Rehan Tulloch, which I still, I think, was kind of brought up again by the press. Like, they asked more about that. Mm. And then it seemed to be kind of interesting because I think they were saying, like, it wasn't one which he didn't seemingly say any, didn't pour any kind of cold water it over it. Yeah, kind of just maybe said a bit more information about him being, a player that he knows about, like Moore says, I know Ray. I don't want to speak about Ray too much because he's not our player. But then carries on, you know, says some of have known for a long, long time, uh-huh. and is somebody I've known and worked with over the years. Really, I've known him a long, long time. He's someone I don't talk about too much because he's not our player. He had him on loan
0: at Donny as well.
1: Yes, yes, there is that as well. So um, it may be two plus two equals five, but it it seems seems more comfortable for and the resulting there. <laughs> the other one we're hearing a lot about is um, Tyrese John Jules, who Tyrese
0: John Jules. I was going
1: to initially j- make the joke that he's Danny John Jules' son, mm. but he's actually Danny John Jules' nephew. Oh,
0: there like, you go.
1: Like legitimately. So I think I'd actually seen his name before because he's a promising Arsenal youngster. Yeah. And the local press seem to think that he's pretty close through the door, so I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, that, he's had the, um, you know, the, the Catholic Church in terms of naming their new pope have the the chimney that they watch and the smoke goes from black to white um mm-hmm. the Sheffield Wednesday equivalent is watching at Chancery's follower list uh on Instagram and um Tyrese John Jules has had the the nod this this the smoke on Instagram has turned white where it comes to uh <laughs> the choosing of our new pope so Pope Tyrese the first I believe of his name um uh, I can't. Really, mm. I can't imagine. There's been another ty- uh, Pope Tyrese, so, so he's a four, like another one of this nebulous like forward.
1: Well, that seems the same thing with Tulloch as well.
0: Yeah. I, I, does what does that mean? Because presumably Shadipo's. A I don't know. I don't know. So does that mean he's going to play wing back? I, well, I guess so. Because there's no there's no other place for him to play, right?
1: And you, he, he's not a he's not a Camberi, He's not a Gregory. He's not a Wenders. No. You know. <clears throat> I mean, so is in that nebulous position. He is. He is. But you know, has finally had a streak. It might be the last we see of him after today for a bit.
0: But so, but so doesn't seem to have come up for. He doesn't seem to have come up for consideration as a wing back. I don't think we've seen him play wing back necessarily, have we? It's always been up top.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Uh, I, I well, I thought so, but maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. Um. Yeah, intriguing. So, it's, it's, the Mendes Lang thing. Yeah, I wanted to
1: end on that because I'm still confused.
0: So I think we must have given him till the end of January, which seems bizarre because he only signed in like November or something like that. Hmm. But he now has signed an extension till the end of the season. So then
1: Alex Miller seemed to talk on Twitter about him being embarrassed by. He's like, "Oh, it's going to be a long couple of days for me because he was expecting a series of dogs' abuse from." People on Twitter on on socials. So he was kind of saying that like he had decent sources for this information, but right. I thought he was kind of coming out and then saying that
0: there was nothing. In oh,
1: it. there was like he's been given oh. some false information.
0: Oh right, okay.
1: Because Moore kind of came out and said that the whole thing's been. Well, he said the whole thing's been put to bed, but it's uh, putting to bed the rumors or whether it was actually something in with the contract. I'm still confused as to what happened. I, I don't know either way. I mean, whatever happens, it, I thought it was funny. It was entertaining. Yeah. And it was probably not too unlike something that Sheffield Wednesday would do. Um, do you remember how bizarre it was in kind of, was it the year before the promotion season that James O'Connor left? Because he had a contract that went to the end of December. Uh, yeah. But that was something that we only found out about literally just as he left.
0: So, so I'm just, I'm, I'm now sort of tracking this back now. So, so he... Tweeted on the twentieth, eight o'clock on the twentieth, he tweeted exclusive: understand Nathaniel Wenderslang's Sheffield Wednesday contract ends this weekend. Player keen to stay, deal yet to be agreed. League One rivals Wigan Athletic amongst the clubs waiting for mm. an uh, ML off mm. Wednesday's hands. And then, mm. what time are we talking? That he replied to himself at ten in the morning the next day. So basically, barely twelve. Sleeping hours later, um, Sheffield Wednesday nail Nathaniel Mendes Lang to a fresh contract despite Wigan Athletic interest. Under Sandy signed an extension. So, but you're saying so, weird. <laughs> it's it's so weird. But, but you, it could it could genuinely be the
1: situation. It could genuinely be what's being reported has happened. It could also be false. I don't know. It's it is strange. It doesn't really happen over clubs. It does kind of happen at Sheffield Wednesday.
0: Well, we have this weird, we have this weird thing where we don't really put much faith in players, do we? Like, we don't want, to no. don't give out longer con- like youth players get the bare minimum contracts, unless you're Cameron Dawson. Um, it, 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 it's just, I don't know, and it, and then that's the case, like. Oh, we're taking a risk, so we he trains with us for months and months and months. He was there from pretty much the start of the season, Mendes Lang. Eventually, we take a risk. You know, we take the risk of signing him. Um, and if we only gave him two or three months, that's kind of wild, really. Uh, but there we go. Mm.
1: So, anyway, bit of a crazy um, week in the transfer window for Sheffield Wednesday. Do you yeah. think we'll do you think we'll see a signing by the time we speak again? I
0: don't know. I, I find it odd that we have been linked with forward players because I don't we don't use the ones we've got.
1: No, is uh is is best hippo in show like injured right now or is he just shit? Sh-
0: show hippo, I believe, is injured. That's what they said. Okay, they, they said on the commentary today.
1: Okay, I'll <clears> see <throat> which is shit and injured.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Um, so let's, let's, should we, should we get to the today's game? Should we, should we, uh, move along? Do you think?
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, so and, an, an as you mentioned, an, an unchanged team, uh, in some ways make, makes absolute sense. Uh, most people would say you should be rewarded for a win by getting to keep your place. I think I would generally tend to agree. I, I do wonder about this, you know, hindsight 2020, the, uh, the, the sub subtitle of the podcast. Um, <laughs> I do uh, looking at last week, it was a terrible defensive performance and a good, really good attacking performance. Uh, and, <laughs> and um, we kind of gone in with that same team and, and, and I, and I suppose at the end of the day got this, I got a very similar kind of performance really. Mm. Um, I just think there might have been a case, having brought a defender in, there might have been a case for looking to shore up the defence. But then there was a strange alchemy, particularly to that left side. I think the most obvious person to change in the back three is Johnson. Uh, but he did play mm. a big part in the game going forward last week. So I, it would be harsh to drop him as well. So uh, I, I don't know. I just, it's hard to tell what, what what's the best option, but I think generally pleased to see a, a, an unchanged t- foot starting lineup mm-hmm. you'd, agree, you'd agree no
1: yeah i totally agree um it's It's just funny to think about with you you know to think about from the position of hindsight to think position of covering the end of this game of football of thinking like yeah it's um <clears throat> what you said is pretty darn accurate and also kind of uh, kind of
0: foreshadows a lot yeah. of what happens today. <laughs> Yeah. Really. You know. Yeah. Well, because I mm. we didn't really do. It. I I've, um, I did. I did listen back to the previous uh, podcast, and uh, we sort of made mention in the first half in passing that maybe there would be some criticism for Sam Hutchinson, and we didn't really get into it. But I think the goal kind of again he, he absolutely would start. Why wouldn't you start him again the second time? But I, uh, I yeah. There's there's rickets in this defence. <laughs> and it's going to yeah. keep happening. Um, but this this was a great start to this game and a great first half of football for hmm. Wednesday. So I think probably if we can try and <laughs> look at that in isolation without letting the the result taint it, there was some really good stuff to enjoy before prior to. Sure. And
1: let's uh, and let's just start with a, a moment of reverence because you know Oxford United had a minute's applause for the deaths of both Meatloaf and Louis Anderson. Of course, I jest. It's not really. It's what Paul Hinshelwood, a former player. But uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, a can, way can
1: you can you, can you, uh, do you do you want to regale our Louis Anderson story,
0: Rich? I don't know if I'm a, I. 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 We uh, Luke and I uh, on our travels, we've done a couple of road trips in uh, in the United States, and uh, one of the ones, one of the ones we did, we 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 did a bit of time in. Uh, Las Vegas and then made our way to Los Angeles and Mm -hmm. in particular we wanted to get to Los Angeles in time to go and see go and visit uh, visit the famous comedy store see a night Mm -hmm. of comedic revelry and they post up there's a ridiculous list if you go if you ever go to the comedy store that kind of I think everybody gets like a 10 minute or 15 minute slot and when you go to one of these nights where people just drop in there is literally like twenty names, and you probably have heard of about half of them. They've been on the telly. So we had people like Nick Kroll. We had the now disgraced Chris Delaya Delaya. Hence- Chris
1: Deelia, Chris Yeah. who I very, very awkwardly made eye contact with backstage, which was <laughs> that wasn't good. I think it was follow, following him uh, starting to uh, saying uh, how you doing to a couple of young young ladies.
0: Yeah,
1: you know that was that was very surreal. Anyway, him. Um,
0: Anthony Jezelnik was there. Anthony Jezelnik. There were some folks. Some folks. There were some
1: up, folks. Some they... folks of note. Yes,
0: of note. Hmm. But also, it was really long, really, really long. <laughs> we got there, and uh, the night just wore on and on, and people sort of drifted out. We didn't really know what the deal was, um, but we, yeah, we ended up <laughs> at the point where. Several comedians in a row were not taking to the stage. They were just sitting on the tables in front of us and just having a conversation with the very few people in the audience. Um, and it came down to Luke and myself and another couple. Mm-hmm. We're not a couple, but another couple of people. But they were—they mm-hmm. happen to be a couple. Um, I was forced to do a British accent for some reason. There was some fairly filthy talk. I believe a porn star was in attendance in the audience. And there was some talk of some some sort of wild stage show maybe taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this odd dwindling number of people, I don't know how many people were officially in the crowd, how many people were comedians that turned up, probably about half it's probably about half and half at this stage performers and audience and louie anderson turned up at the the back and had some conversation some back and forth with the comedian on stage and how did the conversation turn to to my my uh my my cute little butthole
1: i don't know i don't know i still don't know how it went though i wanted to talk to you about it just so we can kind of fully regale it out This doesn't really need to be on the podcast, I'm going to be honest with you, but I just...
0: Well, you you, keep... It's it's also
1: also kind of funny as a story as well, and I thought you'd be someone who had a better recollection
0: of events. Well, so this is my memory of it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe there was some sort of saucy talk around the adult film actress and what... There was. That did happen. Yes, I can. And then the attention, the, the... Sleazy attention of the mm-hmm. median, who happens to be Jimmy Kimmel's warm-up man, uh, turned to the this Brit- the, these uh, these two British guys, and um, because I was the one that was responding to him, Luke Luke clammed right up,
1: <laughs> <coughs>
0: <laughs> really helpfully.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. You're very welcome, Rich
0: You sort of shrunk to the size of, like, sort of Kermit the Frog hanging on the edge of your chair.
1: (laughs) My my Spidey sense-ometer was way off a chair. There was just... I'm someone who's naturally kind of very very introverted and very kind of empathic, so I can kind of pick up on a lot of things that are happening. And I think other people just either turn it down or don't care. And I was just... I, I felt like I was just completely overwhelmed by being... I felt like we were, we were like circled upon.
0: Yes. And at some point, this couple, so this comedian's quite acerbic, was quite mean to the other couple, was quite mean Mm -hmm. to the porn star lady, was quite mean to us, and the couple left. So I believe at this point, we were the only audience, and that's now about six comedians to two people in the audience. (laughs) <laughs> and somehow the attention turned from the 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 adult uh film actress uh to um my own uh position in this in this uh this uh, situation and uh and louis anderson i was offered up to louis anderson as some sort of you know bearing you know he's he's come down he he made the effort Sac- sacrificial lamb some yeah. sort of sacrificial british lamb <laughs> uh, and the kind of punchline to the evening basically was we decided enough was enough and we were going to get up and go out and uh uh th- yeah the comedian on the stage went, oh you go you, you guys should count yourselves lucky you got a one-on-one show and then Louis Anderson as the kind of punchline for the evening <laughs> said what did I get? clean fingers because his uh, digits were going to be placed somewhere about my person uh, and then as as we were kind of leaving in a sl- sort of cloud of slight aggression i don't so i don't know whether we were supposed to just stay until all of the comedians who turned up had been on the stage for as long as they wanted to but it was like yeah. two in the morning or something wild like that it was yeah it wasn't enough, yeah, yeah. Was enough um and yeah there was kind of a bit of like aggression in here as we were leaving and uh the the last thing was louis anderson saying <laughs> saying to us and betty hill sucks because <laughs> that was their example of british humor, to which we both said yeah yeah uh,
1: yeah yeah there he does yeah. yeah
0: uh so that is
1: go. that is not the crown jewels of our cultural heritage so no,
0: exactly but um you know r.i.p louis anderson uh his turn as zach galifianakis's mother in baskets is is truly joyous um uh but that was a very frightening evening <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about? Football? Was there a thing? Football? They had a minute's applause
1: for the... We their had a minute's player, applause for Louis. But I had no context, so that's why I, I made a stupid fingers. joke about it being the death of Meatloaf and yes. Louis Anderson. Because um, that seemed a similar thing that a club with club with only three sta- stadiums sides of, sides of the ground would do. Yeah. <sighs> Can we, while we're just talking piffy stuff, we'll get into the meat of this game. Um, Rich and I maybe aren't so looking forward to covering this one <laughs> because of what happened at the end. Um, but um, wouldn't you think that if you had a side of the ground that had a car park, that you'd put up a ball net? Because, I mean, they do that at Goals and other reputable <laughs> five-a-side, five-a-side football centres.
0: Possibly. I think it's okay. You just get more, more balls and you just keep recycling. You'll be fine.
1: I mean Rob Rob Staten and uh John Pearson today did bemoan the fate of a Ford Fiesta, which seemed to to get it on a couple of occasions right. from wayward shots. Nice. So and talked about how they didn't have a ball boy in the car park. They oh, just right. had to rely on the on the policemen. So that was that was some of the pithy talk that I'm coming out with and also that Rob and John came out with yeah. the, uh, the commentary today.
0: Yes, but yet <laughs> yet yet again a team amazed to be playing Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. But we turned up. We looked like Sheffield Wednesday for a bit of this game.
1: <laughs> for most
0: of it, it's I would hard say. to believe now, Luke. But you, I, I've written mm. this down. I was on the. I had the Oxford commentary, uh, and then at halftime, I listened to Oxford Comma by. Uh,
1: <laughs> I was going to say, "Who gives a fuck about Oxford commentary?"
0: Yeah, uh, uh, by Vampire Weekend. But yeah, oh. the Oxford commentary, uh, as impressive side as we've seen at the Kazam this season. And then later, mm. they just look massive. Really? Yeah. Are In you, terms of you, like stature and players, yeah, we and just, because we we'd stop them playing the ball out short, so they had to go long. And he said, "Oh, it goes long again into the land of giants." He said that as well.
1: Really? Because I actually would have thought like it were pretty pretty even up to, but not. That Colter, and at all. I, "No." And I actually felt that when we started at the end of the game, started playing it long, like it seemed to be
0: yeah
1: a bit less successful you know for an aerial bombardment period but anyway we're getting ahead of ourselves you said you yeah. thought this was a good start i actually thought like it was weird for a bit i thought there was a like lumbering start i mean it it was interesting for some of the beginning because there was some very um were some very great moments but it seemed across some weird air at times where those were the times in between the ball just being in the air Like it was, it was a scrappy start.
0: It was scrappy. It was so scrappy and a bit frantic at times, but I thought the quality that was there came from Wednesday. Definitely. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It just looked like we had some ideas about things that there was a set piece routine from, I think maybe our first corner in the sixth minute where Bannon played the ball back to Mendes Lang. And um, he, uh, he played it into Johnson to get a shot away. That was Um, wonderful.
1: I really like that as a set piece play. Like, I mean, yeah. I, the the really sad thing about a lot of the things we do that work on set pieces, they are very unique, yeah. and obviously we we never see them again.
0: No, that's it. That's there's of, a fear
1: um... of there's a fear of us being caught out by doing it again, and people knowing what we're going to do. But we never even try to even figure yeah. out if that's something that they're wise to. But I love that, like Bannon, like spraying it across, like really crisp low. Kind of ball into Mendes Lang. I think, do you think the idea was initially for Mendes Lang to have a crack
0: at that point? just crack it and it ended up a little bit behind him, didn't he? So he, he improvised mm. and got it back to, to Johnson. Unfortunately, he, he got a hold of the shot, but it was straight into the keeper's hands. He, he sort of gathered it.
1: Straight at the keeper. Yeah, yeah
0: gathered it fairly easily. Um, but we looked like we were, we looked dangerous. We were hitting them over the top um, quite. Again, Hunt looked very involved all the way through. Mm. Um, and then the se- seventh minute, there was a big long pass from Bailey Peacock. Farrell Gregory sort of took control of it, um, held it up for a little bit, and laid it off to Hunt, who uh, played in played it into Luongo. And he tried to play a one-two with Gregory, um, and when that was closed off to him, he. he Cut it back across the the uh, front of the penalty area to to Bannon, and Bannon just guided his his volley. He didn't smash it. He just kind of like steered it in the right direction and uh, went through a crowd of players and and sort of bundled
1: into the goal. What a wonderful goal! Like some yeah. of the interplay and the link up it was just beautiful from Sheffield Wednesday. It's it's uh, you know we 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 deserve more. We deserve better from the good play that we had in this game, but definitely in the attacking play, some of those touches, some of those, the one touch, the link up plays just uh-huh. beautiful. Like what a, what a finish from Bannon as well. I mean, I think the goal is fantastic for the series of link up and the play that happened. Yeah. Cause that's, that's really good. But like, it's a very, very, a very adept shot from bannon it that's like a half volley, i think i want to say yeah
0: pretty much yeah i think that's probably right sort of took it just off that first bounce um and got yeah i i suppose try- uh, bundled is a bad word but it it wasn't like it wasn't absolutely motoring he kind of made sure he picked his spot and and got it there mm. it wasn't it wasn't like a a vicious strike it was it was more like a a kind of steering, an educated sort of steering of the ball into the blank space when there was a lot of players in the box. So the keeper wouldn't have had very much chance to react at all. But yeah, great mm-hmm. start, great goal, um, lovely build-up play and and not the only bit of nice build-up play we'd had to that point. And, and it sort of continued. Um, the next note I've got is 13 minutes when mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: that was Johnson and Mendes Lang combining and Johnson managing to sort, to sort of work Centre back and and uh, get a cross over deep for Hunt, who got a good head on it. I mean, he, he headed it down. He he sort of steered his header, but the, the keeper was yeah. The keeper got down I, well and saved it well. I thought it
1: was unfortunate, just the nature that it it did land to Hunt. He's not a player yeah. who's known for his heading prowess. No,
0: no, it was You know, to
1: the to the left of him was Gregory, who had yeah. far more want in that type of situation. Yeah. Um.
0: But I thought for someone who's not the most natural header of the ball, I thought he did a nice job with it. I thought he did. You know, he did. He, he, yeah, he got the angle right. It just mm-hmm. probably was lacking a little bit of pace. So that gave the goalkeeper a chance and, and the goalkeeper did well to save it.
1: I love Johnson's work in that build up for that. Like he just a great tenacity and yeah. guile to just get it forward and to, you know, shake off a couple of players in the process and put in a lovely ball to be strong into the box
0: and, and brave to, to to hold out to get that. To get the right moment for his cross, it could have very mm. been a, either a poor effort or he could have lost the lost possession, which would have put us in.
1: A bit and of, and then the life. um the sickness of that chance is uh, Hunt's running back on kind of reply, and then he very yeah. cynically took took the Oxford took his, player out as they go on the yellow, counter. Took his yellow, yeah. I thought it was a bit needless. I mean, yeah. you never know with these chances where they end up. But yeah, it was a bit of a. It's a bit of a a, a a sad note to a nice chance.
0: I suppose you'd rather make sure, though. I th- I, I think that's there's not there's moments in games when we don't make sure in in those those and then and then things escalate. So I I can understand why he's also. I think he trusts himself enough to know that he's not he's not somebody that you suddenly like. Oh crap, he's on a yellow. So when's the red come in? You know, he's not like a big tackler. He doesn't do much fouling. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so I wasn't hugely worried, Um, uh, but yeah, I probably didn't need to do it, but maybe better to, maybe better to make sure just in case. Yeah. Um, so despite looking good going forward, I thought we looked shaky from the early set pieces. Uh, they had a, they had a chance very early on from a set piece. They had another chance on the 16th. They went really, really close. It was just a case of like. If anybody had made contact, it went right across the front of the goal at head height. It was just, I guess, sort of sheer luck that, or or, or poor execution that stopped us conceding there. Um, speaking of set pieces and corners, uh, Mendes Lang almost scored straight from a corner in uh, the nineteenth <laughs> 19th, 19th minute. Yeah, uh, ca- causing a bit of a scramble and a bit of a lucky moment. I think the keeper sort of palmed it out quite like our own Bailey Peacock Farrell palmed it out off and, and it came ricocheted off a defender. But uh, luckily for him, it, he managed to kept grab it before it went out of play and it wasn't, wasn't didn't result in a goal, but it could easily it was one of those, he didn't really know where it was going. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's the point where I made the note about those two uh, positive statements that the the commentary had made about us. The next thing I've got is the penalty shout for Hunt. What did you make of that?
1: Uh, can I just uh, squeeze in a few more? Please do. in between there. I mean, 23rd minute, Mendes Lang does a Harris. And by that, I mean, he does
0: a regular Harris, Harris,
1: a natural Harris, not perfecting the Harris's, um, you know, last time around. (laughs) Just a general note. I said, Oxford, Oxford aren't looking too shabby going forward, but it really counters how complacent and shaky they looked at the back. Yeah. And that was, yeah. So that 27th minute, that brings me up to, to your notes, Rich. Um my comment comment was is it a penalty? Penalty question mark. Beautiful work from Bannon in the yeah. build-up. What a lovely touch that was. Little kind of uh dink on the edge of the box <laughs> to bring in hunts. I think it was a penalty. I think but it was. but I I think Hunt did a very bad job with the chance.
0: Yeah, he should have sorted his feet out, but that doesn't change the fact he got past the player and he lunged in from behind and from the side and didn't get the ball, which was yeah. a penalty. Um, they were sort of having a go at how he fell. They're saying, oh, he fell in stages. But they, they yeah. thought it was a penalty on the, on yeah. the commentary. And I, and I I agree, I think it was. I mm. think it's, it's, the cl- it's the sort of one you're not going to get given because the ref can't see it very well from his angle. The contact's on the opposite side of the ball and the player. So you're relying on a linesman seeing it and being brave enough to make the call. And in the call, yeah, happen, yeah, because you've got a little Pol Pot in the middle, a little dictator that doesn't want to hear anything. And then- Hunt
1: Hunt was an interesting one today because I mean I don't think he, in some ways, I thought he was very good. It's again that that dilemma of having players who are fantastic at getting into position and dangerous attacking positions. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't come off with them doing anything in that situation.
0: He's, he's quick. He's got bags of energy. He reads the game brilliantly, which means Mm. gets all these opportunities, but unfortunately he's pretty much the last person you want to get those opportunities. Yeah. Not a goal threat, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but he, He'll keep getting those because all those other facets to his game are brilliant, Uh, possibly like one of the best in the squad at reading when when the momentum sort of shifts in our favour and kind of Mm. making himself an extra body. He's really good at picking his moments. And if Mendes Lang or whoever's on the left wing-back position was half as good at that, you'd really want them in those places quite a lot of the time.
1: Mm. How do you think, like, um, I know I'm jumping ahead here, just as a, a general reading, like, I'm curious to see how you felt that Mendes Lang did today.
0: Because,
1: uh... I mean, the really funny thing was chatting with chatting with my oldest brother, Randy, about Mendes Lang and saying, oh, you know, if this is the situation. Did he put in a storming performance because he was, uh, you know, uh... on the eve of trying to win a new contract? So <laughs> it was a fun, fun dimension to that. But you also wonder how much is after the Lord Mayor's show and not being able to consistently perform at certain levels. And also the opposition being like, we know he's going to play and we know he's going to be a danger. So therefore, how can we nullify him? I think it was a it was bit a, of a quiet affair from Mendes Line today.
0: It was, but then I think that's why we saw probably the best moments from that flank were Johnson. And that's probably... Mm. The making special efforts for Mendes Lang, like you can only do so many defensive steps to stop people, can't you? Like, you, at the end of the day, <laughs> you can't contain yeah. all the threats. So I think it meant Johnson was able to stand up. And I think in the first half he did stand up, to be fair to him. But, yeah, not his, not a great performance from Mendes Lang. Maybe his poorest in a Wednesday shirt. I think he's had better performances in bad Wednesday performances, whereas today... Yeah a so-so performance in a a fairly decent, at least a decent first half. It was fairly quiet.
1: It was interesting. And then, yeah, we can put a pin in that. There's plenty of things to come back to with that later. The
0: other other person that's worth talking about in that same light is So. Because I made a note at that point to say, So is not giving as much as he did last week, but he is still doing a job. Uh, He was sort of providing a bit of Mm. but he wasn't getting on the ball he wasn't getting the same joy that he had early doors last week um, there has to
1: be an there has to be an element though with players who aren't performing as well still coming up with like giving some allowance for other players in the pitch to do their thing like it it's rarely to a man everybody has a 10 out of ten game you know
0: I, I thought speaking of people shining, I thought FdB looked so good this half he just looked like a monster.
1: That's interesting because I, I think he was doing good work, but it wasn't something that I really noticed. I'm going to be honest, especially in comparison to um, Bannon, who obviously scored and had some brilliant, amazing touches. Yeah, we really saw his quality. And Luongo again in the first half doing a Luongo when he's on song. Like we we I think we're very conscious of like the stuff he does to be a bit of a guy who loves a loves a bit of a tickle. In the middle of the park, um, but also like just his sheer quality that he can he can play some fantastic balls. That's he did a bit he, of everything.
0: There was one where he like barged past a man and then just hung a ball up for Mendes Lang at like at just an incredible angle. Yes, and, uh, yes, he did a lovely job. Really a that Mendes Lang didn't do anything much with it, unfortunately, because it did well to cool.
1: control it, but then I think after then, the player had caught up and then it, it was yeah. difficult for him to do much.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just felt like last week he was just everything he was grabbing everything he was just seeing everything in front of him and just attacking everything uh menderslang and he just didn't seem to have that same kind of bite to his game that kind of edge that made him made him so difficult to play against but I mean, did, simple, I don't know.
1: did oxford really play the high line for us to exploit
0: uh well i think part of it was their main th- one of their main threats i thought their right winger looked dangerous all game and looked to be getting in. A lot. Um, well, yeah. was, their left wing didn't do anything that first half, really. Oh, so, much,
1: the, so much so foreshadowing.
0: Foreshadowing, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just got 30, 31st minute, great run from Billy mm. Bashiru, found by Palmer. Mm-hmm. He cuts it back for So, who sets mm. himself and gets a decent shot away, but it's well saved. Uh, Hunt follows up, but unfortunately it's a really tame effort. Um, 34th minute, uh, another yeah. chance a hunt cross maybe a bit behind Gregory but uh, I, I thought Gregory should could have and should have done a lot better with that it's his sort of chance you know he does good things with those weird balls sometimes uh, ask his missus um, <laughs> uh, but then again foreshadowing, foreshadowing, the 37th minute, another shoddy bit of set-piece defending, an unconvincing clearance leads to a rifled shot from Brannigan on the edge of the box. Mm. Hunt clears off the line. I also thought Hunt was maybe a little bit lucky to get that foul given for him. Uh, it was smart.
1: I didn't know. I thought that was... Um,
0: okay. It was a little
1: bit calculated, but also was incredibly brave. I mean, that's a huge shout That was brave like
0: for this. him to put the foot in there, definitely. But I, I think but, he kind of gambled on yeah. it it didn't happen.
1: Well, I thought Hunt was, you know, so Hunt is so incredibly brave to put his body in the way of it, especially in the desperation in that moment. As whoever the Oxford attacker, obviously he's trying to get the ball. Yeah. You know, it's it was just, a I high challenge. It was a high, it was a high two-footed way it gave to get to get the ball. Yeah, maybe a little bit fortunate for him that he got away with that, but maybe also that's a little bit more foreshadowing for a few moments where I think Oxford were pretty yeah. had a bit of home bias with the referee. I oh would say.
0: yeah, oh yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Hunt was
1: down. Hunt was see. down but luckily he was okay, right? Yes. He went down for down for treatment.
0: He did go down for a a, a spell. Mm. Um my next note is is the equalizer. I don't know if you have got anything between them. No,
1: that's probably it. I mean we, I think we thought that the game was just going to kind of peter out till half time. Didn't yeah. really see the the difficult thing I find about Oxford is like clearly they are a side who are dangerous and who can do things. Yeah. But I don't really see where it comes from, so it's one of those where, like, it was hilarious. like, like uh, when I was in the UK, I went to see, um, I got, I got to see my nephew play football just before I left, and they came up against the side where I basically said, I don't get why this other team, they're up against our top of the league. They're dirty, they're well organised, yeah. but they just hoof it forward and they seemingly do well with it. So it, yeah. it's a bit like I don't quite see the magic eye of Oxford. United. I'm, I'm not seeing how this is coming well, they, together. Why they're so dangerous. Clearly in someone like, Te- like I think you've mentioned the right winger has some prowess. Yeah, Taylor seems to have a real tenacity to him.
0: Yeah, he's just a big awkward lump isn't he?
1: Yeah, but he's, he's got a knack of scoring as well. Yeah.
0: Well the change they made in this game was they matched us up towards the end of that second half, the end of the first half. So they, they put, they basically let the left back be left wing back because I think Hunt had been hurting them so much I think they wanted to give him something to worry about uh, and and make him defend more Um, and we didn't react to it at all really and that's really the goal is a combination of people playing out of position and us not reacting all those things happen all those things combine to give them their goal so We didn't react to the fact that they'd made that shift because what we should have done is make Delhi Bashiru tuck in and protect Hunt rather than playing as far up as he'd been doing. But we didn't react. We didn't change our plan. Um, So the ball gets played in behind Hunt. Palmer goes out to his man. He defends him like a fullback. A a centre-back pulled out wide like that really has to have two things in their head. They either make a foul or they get the ball they can't what can't happen is the ball gets out of there. Yeah. That's one of those situations as a center back, it just becomes very you'll see Hutch give away silly fouls, but that's what you're supposed to do. Because <laughs> the last thing that you're supposed to happen is a ball gets into the box when you're not there to defend it. But he defends him like a fullback and sort of ushers him down the line. He turns back, plays to an unmarked man because Hunt's gone it filled in for Palmer bashir is not dropped back in like we we should have reacted that's what we should have done but it means mm. he, he got gets all the space and time in the world to put a cross in and they put hang it up to the back post where we've got a left winger playing center back and a big awkward lump of a center back going up for a header against a, a left winger looks a lot like what happened with Marvin Johnson and Matt Taylor uh it's no contest he smashed him got the ball in. Uh, it was just so easy. Uh, and it, it, it was kind of all of our gambles coming home to roost, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, disappointing. Absolutely undeserved. They hadn't had a half of football that warranted a goal. No. We, we should be should have been 2-0, 3-0 up. Uh, but... Once again, our profligate finishing hurts us because we don't take the chances when we're there and we let in so many easy goals. Yeah. Yeah.
1: In that chance, was it Luongo who was trying to come out to try and close down the cross?
0: Slowly, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that was the first mistake. I mean, I I guess I'm just going to have to jump ahead and say this now, I guess. like The problem really becomes, it it feels strange that with Sheffield Wednesday, we've had some restrictions placed on us but the thing with transfers and budgets but then the biggest restriction seems to be is what Darren Moore is doing with said money Mm. and I mean we have been unfortunate with defensive um, injuries but I still don't entirely see the nature of assembling a team to just be like we're going to play with three center backs and then we're going to convert Palmer Lesso, and more Marvin Johnson to the Marvin Johnson's had questions over him Heading the ball defensively, yeah. Marvin Johnson looked very good going forward today. Can we still afford to have that model, or do we just accept that we are an attacking team? In that mentality, we're not really be- we're being very profligate, as you said. Yeah, but the the thing is, like, yeah, Johnson is not the def- Johnson is not a defender, oh. and he can't defend crosses. He should have a ch- at least
0: the least challenge for that ball. Yeah, and he didn't. No. No, it's, it's just it's um, it was it was very disappointing to see how easy mm. it was to score that goal. Um, I don't have much in the way of notes until Windass comes on in the second half.
1: Um, okay, well, I didn't really make any kind of halftime things. I find that typically our podcast performance is kind of a bit like Sheffield Wednesday, kind of we
0: forget there's kind this of,
1: half. forget there's the second half, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes on 50 purpose. second minute close chance for oxford um but we counted and then like luongo had a low shot save oh, yeah, from outside that was, the box yeah, that was um tough. then sub for you know so comes off for windows um a decent sub rov state and pronounce windows windows weird yeah like like fenders crispy pancakes do they still make fenders crispy pancakes
0: i believe they do yeah
1: when was the last time you had a... Do you, do you enjoy the Finder's crispy, pan,
0: crispy Pancakes? I believe I will have done it at some point, but it's a long, long, it's a long, 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 long time since I had I remember
1: it. being a kid and had a friend called Ben Rogers and I went to his house and he loved the Finder's Crispy Pancake and he just said, you tell me as much, just how much he loved them. I remember having one with him, like the cheese and ham ones and I'm like, I was thinking, this is a bit shit.
0: They're not like good, it. are they? I think, yeah, oh. that's generally a kind of boiling hot pocket of, Disappointment.
1: It's just, it's just a lot of cheese, isn't it? Just wrapped in breadcrumbs.
0: It's probably not even cheese. It'll be like analog. <laughs> not, what's analog? An analog dairy product or like analog cheese flavored product?
1: I thought you were saying analog, like it's a scientific term for like blue whale smegma or something.
0: <laughs> no, that's what. They, well, uh, you know, like pizzas <laughs> well. from like Iceland for like you get three for seventy. 5p or whatever and mm. more often than not that's not cheese they they call it analogue cheese because there's no dairy or anything it's just like, it's like yellow strands of protein that melt a bit like cheese basically
1: yeah. <laughs> it was strange pronunciation I just call Wend- it vegan Wendus. and like it, it kept coming up You know, because yeah. he kept talking about Josh Wenders and he's like especially like it was really uncomfortable with saying like uh, Rob Staton was there going, oh, you got your bannons, you got your Winduses. <laughs> <laughs> strange. This is this is the last this is the last thing I'd think anyone would have difficulty pronouncing in a season of yeah. so, so Corbanu, corbano.
0: Yeah. Having trouble over Josh Josh Windus. Josh Windus. Um Weird. Do you think I, I wonder, you know how you can do um, bird's eye potato waffles? You can do them in the toaster. I wonder if you could get away with doing You can do thing.
1: them in the toaster because they're waffly versatile, are not you, Rich?
0: Well I wonder if I wonder if you could get away with doing a Findus crispy pancake in a toaster.
1: That would probably spill and you'd probably get like you it'd know. probably ruin all the elements, getting it scarred with all analogue. Analogue. Have analogue scarred the toaster.
0: I'll say what you've done here. You've let your analog get all over your elements. <laughs> That's what you've done. <laughs> Didn't you read the instructions? The first first page. Don't get your analogues on your elements. Dear me. Dear me.
1: <laughs> sorry, honey. Yeah, I've just got this guy come around. He's uh he's a cockney toaster repairman. Apparently all the toaster repairmen are cockneys in the area. It's weird. Maybe it's a big trade and there's too there's too many toaster repairmen in the in London. So they have to I guess they have to come to the rest of the country. Yeah, sorry, you you uh you get back to your TV. I'll let him out.
0: Bring her in, bring her in. I'll show her what you've done. I'll show her. <laughs> He's put it, I told him. <laughs> you, I mean, you won't believe this, Lars. He's put the fingers in the, in the toaster. <laughs> keeps, keeps keeps me in a job, done it, done it. Keeps me in a job, I tell you. I'll, it's a I'll good tell job. It's a good I'll job Mr. are Fingers. as stupid as you because <laughs> that is what pays a mortgage, I tell you. I've,
1: I've got a mate, John Finders, and I'm always like, oh your keep your family's <laughs> keeping me employed. My family,
0: your your crispy wallets are keeping me keeping my wallet nice and full, full of crispy notes. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> anyway, Silaso is dispatched with. Be gone. Josh. Findus Windus comes on
1: <laughs> the 60th minute. Like Findus, uh, Findus a goal, Josh. <laughs> and guess what? He dunned on Findus does
0: oh, once again, he has an almost immediate impact. Does Josh Wind- Windus? Mm. Um, I can't, I can't stop saying it now. A lovely drive by Deli Bashiru laid out for Hunt, who plays the ball mm. into the box, and it's kind of an ambiguous ball because Windass and Gregory are right by his, right uh, alongside each other. But Gregory obviously gives Windass a shout, and his first touch is just to lay it into his path, into Windass's path, and he just rifles it home into at the far into the far post. Oh, it's a great goal. It's really lovely what? build up play. It's a really fine finish. And once again his like involvement in goals per minute on the football pitch is ludicrous so far this season. Mm. But
1: <laughs> I mean at some point he's going to get to the level of fitness where he will start a game, but I mean I just yeah, I just love his sub appearances.
0: It's nice. He's got he's got this super sub thing down. It really does. Uh unfortunately the team as Another Wednesday trait to chalk up to in our massive long book of traits. Um, we got carried away. We got carried away with the fact we scored a goal and forgot that the game keeps happening. And mm. Oxford pretty much just went straight up the other end and scored, scored another equaliser. Uh and possibly
1: the worst goal, by like the most so fortuitous.
0: Gross and scrappy.
1: Skanky, awful goal.
0: There's kind of cuz it was kind of like a bundled tackle block thing then there was a was it a, a cross or a shot or something that got deflected it was in- a
1: shot that got deflected
0: but it was a terrible shot like the fact it had to go it went like at right angles into the middle of the box it would have been a shot that would almost not hit the corner flag <laughs> that mm. first effort and it bounces at the feet of taylor i thought borderline would taylor be offside i haven't seen it again
1: well, that's what uh, Peacock Farrell was claiming for. But, I mean, where was Hutchinson?
0: Because, well, well, I mean,
1: Hutchinson was behind to get to the point where he got the final touch on it. I mean, it, it is Taylor's goal,
0: Yeah, let's
1: be honest. But, I mean, Hutch was there for that. Peacock Farrell put his hand up in protestation to say it was offside.
0: And he did make a, an initial save. It just went straight out again and bundled, bundled over the line.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, you know... It was uh, it was bullshit for us and it was bulls bulls for them, bully for them.
0: Yeah.
1: Are they all, are they all, are they all
0: the bulls? The bulls,
1: yeah. Yeah, and he's um and Taylor is a tenacious player and just he just kept he going at it, and kept attacking it. It reminded me a bit of um Neil Meller.
0: Yeah, yeah. Neil
1: Mellor against MK Dons, just just yeah. being like, I'm just gonna go for this. Yeah. Like,
0: if I if I go for this like full throttle, momentum's on my side and I Yeah. Yeah, it's likely to go my way. I thought, uh, I mean, we'll, there'll be t- time to do. I thought Hutch had a terrible game today. I, I mean, th- this was bad defensively. He did not help out his fellow non-defenders very much. Uh, mm. But I did enjoy his little jaunt he did up the field. I can't remember when that happened, but it was that was
1: good. That was second good. half. Was he second half. he, he did like a him. he did a forty-yard stroll, didn't he? He did. Hutch okay. stroll
0: and then pooed his pants and fell over.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, Matt, Matt Taylor scores again, just charge up the field.
1: What is he got, 14, 15 goals for the season or something ridiculous? Matt yeah.
0: Taylor. If he scored a scrappier one than that, I, I'd, oh, I'd like, I'd not like to see it. And also I would like to see it at the same time. Cause it would, this was sort of comedy football in a way. If, if you weren't involved directly involved, if it wasn't a pang straight in the heart, it would have been funny. Um, we then spent the next sort of ten minutes or so very much under the cosh. I, th- I thought it was just seemed, felt like chance after chance. Yeah. Uh, so the best of those probably the seventieth minute, but just before that they had a penalty shout where their own d- defender went on a a charge up the field. Um, I thought it would have been very harsh, but yeah. <sighs> unfortunately uh, Johnson does have. He's a handsy defender. He's a bad defender. He lets. <laughs> yeah, and the- he's a
1: handsy defender.
0: He, grabs a hold of people and when you do that in the box you're just always asking the question you're always giving a player an opportunity to go down you're always giving the referee a chance to blow a whistle but it didn't happen thankfully uh but they had a really good shot at, um that was going to for the t- top corner and, and it was a great save by bailey peacock farrell at, at the same yeah. um they also went close from the corner that was the one where um Taylor sort of almost tried to bundle Bailey Peacock-Farrell over the line, which I don't think would have been given, but it just showed, you know, again, it was a chance and it was close. Yeah,
1: and then the referee said nothing about that. The official said nothing about that. That was that was poor. Um, another poor moment, I've got to say, 73rd minute, Bannon gets ragged around by one of their players, their number eight in the middle of the park, basically tugs his shirt and then just thinks, well, the referee is not doing anything about this. So just keeps doing it, basically and just froze him around.
0: Oh, and Branigan, was complete... was, Branigan, should, Branigan could have had a yellow card after five minutes today. He could have been off four or five times. He's constantly fouling. He's diving into every tackle like he wanted to do a murder. It was insane that the ref never called him up for anything in the whole game. Yeah. And I think that's where B- Bannon gave him what... We're skipping ahead slightly, but when Bannon got booked... He'd fouled that's- Brannigan, and he said, well, he, he pointed up to about six different things Brannigan had done. I said, walking infringement Brannigan has somehow avoided a card all game, but Bannon mm-hmm. gets a yellow for fouling him. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, that's where that home bias really came from. I think they, it's yeah, it was strange because their commentary was talking about us being so physical, but they were dirty. They're a dirty side. Well, they're a Carl Robinson, Robinson dirty. Carl
1: Robinson's sides are dirty. He's a dirty yeah. man. You know, his
0: sides are dirty. He never cleans that skin-tight sweater of his. He's just a filthy boy. Yeah. Uh, Sam Winnall came on. My sister, to add to the foreshadowing, texted me and said, Winnall will score. <laughs> I didn't rise to it, but uh, I was hoping she would be wrong. I thought she was
1: a a wrong score. as well.
0: Yeah, we made a great sub, didn't we, Luke? excited <laughs> to see Jaden. Sorry, West. you just-
1: we can, you know, we, we we take out some of the gaps in this, and I don't think there was that long a gap, but it, it felt like an eternity between me looking at Rich on the Zoom call and being like, Are you being serious? I know like, you're being sarcastic. <laughs> that was a terrible substitution Paola. because I, I think, well, well, I don't know, like, I I don't know, like, we're playing with three center backs, none of whom are natural center back. Well,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, maybe one, maybe two to push. Uh, Liam Palmer, but the real weakness there is Johnson, is Marvin Johnson. Um, so we we need someone to come on and uh, like Mendes Lang, I don't think was typically doing that, but no. I think the substitution idea to replace Mendes Lang with Brown is a poor one, especially when in pre kind of precursed by all talked about and commentated about on the Radio Sheffield commentary saying that that's a more defensive substitution. Brown is so bad. Brown is so
0: bad. Let's bear in mind the last time he played for us, what he did. Like, one of the worst own goals I've ever seen. Why didn't we bring...
1: I'd much rather see Patterson.
0: Yeah, Patterson dropping into the centre-back position and either Johnson or Palmer coming out to the left makes more sense. Uh, Mm -hmm. Or story coming on and putting putting Johnson out on the left makes more sense that both of those options are option. far yeah.
1: better options than bringing
0: faster bringing... that is Jaden Brown I don't ever want to see him play for us again unless he's literally the only person the only body we have left he's terrible and he missed an absolute sitter as well just to add to his uselessness he did nothing defensively and he missed a sitter
1: yeah well <laughs> yeah, that was wow. What a chance that was. So, that's the next point in the, my marks. The 77th yeah, minute. Oh, my word. Hunt has it on the right. He stands up a brilliant cross. And of all people, Barry Bannon. Barry Bannon, Barry Bannon steps up and does an incredibly well cultured, cushioned, cushioned header cushioned, back into the mixer.
0: Cushioned little header down. It was wonderful.
1: And then comes out, and then Brown's there, and you think he's got to put it away. I don't know how he missed.
0: It's one of those where like almost you feel like almost any touch takes it over the line. Like there's nothing between him and the goal line. The ball is at a nice height, and I don't know what he does. He ends up it's like, like he kind of
1: falls over to put it wide. He fails at both standing up and putting the ball in the net. Yeah. It's a double fail for him.
0: Yeah. Oh, awful. Awful, awful mischance and Kind of the death knell for uh, us getting out, anything out of the game, really. It mm. turns out um, that's when. Ba- so Bannon got the, the next thing that happens in my notes is Bannon getting booked, uh, which happened in the 80th minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, Bannon getting booked, uh, Brannigan should have been booked before, but wasn't. Uh, 85th minute, we had an incredible clearance by Liam Palmer, but we went to the- a corner from the corner.
1: So, interesting that you knew you said that Hutchinson had a bad game. Um, I really want to say we had about two chances in very quick succession, which came from the right wing, from their right winger. Mm. We didn't really have anything to counter them. The idea being that we bring on Jaden Brown. Jaden Brown was massively out of position yeah. for the chance before that, and also the chance which they put in for Palmer to, to put it wide, to make that yeah. great clearance yeah. or a corner. And then we conceded from that. So really, my villain of the piece is Jaden Brown. I'm going to be honest with I
0: you. I would ag- I would agree. It's just I, I, I just I just feel like Hutchinson's failing in his role to be the kind of the adult in the room in that defence because quite often he's doing reckless things or bad headers that go straight up. But yeah, Did no, you... Jaden Brown. Jaden Brown's the worst yeah. of all. Mm.
1: Did you hear for Hutchinson's press conference? He was on media duty.
0: I didn't see it.
1: For the game before. But he, I was going to say, it's quite funny. I was listening to it. And then he was like, um, you know, he was talking about like, you know, we've built up this kind of attacking sense with like Palms and Johnson. And, you know, and then whoever can fill in in the middle to kind of steady that ship, whether it's yeah. me or, and then he said, or Dom, or maybe Story, completely forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, is that because you don't like Shay Dunkley, or is that because Shay Dunkley is injured, yeah. or he's never around, or like what I don't know for that is, but it's just it just really amused me. Yeah. But, um, don't yeah. Do you know
0: what Dunkley's up to? I thought. No, no, he's he's
1: on. He, he's injured to some degree. I mean, he's on. Uh, he's on Twitter all the time. Yeah, Did, but as so Stranger's he, hands.
0: In my head, in my head, I thought. I thought we'd heard he was out for the season again. Was that just he's out for the year that we were told? Oh, no. It would make more sense if it was for the year because obviously it would <sighs> be a very long injury.
1: But, uh, you know, I'm actually just scrolling through.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm scrolling through the post match with Darren Moore here. Oh, to right. see If there's anything. Um, but we're bad at defending corners. They put it in a position where, you know, They've drawn players out to create space for Winnall to meet it and who else I guess would meet it at the near post. They did
0: yeah, they they kind of they they all rushed the front post, didn't they? And then the ball was hung up at the front post, and we just didn't respond very quickly at all. Um we there were just no bones about it. Uh we conceded too many goals from set pieces. It's something that is entirely in our power to practice more and get better at. We have a coach who is a defender of note. You know, he had a big international career and uh, played in the Premier League. He should be good at teaching people how to defend corners. Surely, yeah. So that, that is the that's the eleventh goal we've conceded from a set piece this season. Mm-hmm. It's too many.
1: So, interestingly, from the Plymouth um, pre-match or post-match, DM on Dunkley and Shay Shea's going to be out for a little while to sustained a muscle injury. Dom is making wonderful progress before the medical team. I wouldn't put a time frame on it showing good signs. We hope to have him back real soon. So, Iortha's going to be back before Dunkley.
0: Right. I mean, Iortha's had more Sam spells on the sidelines. Just following the kind of, I guess, the path of things. Um, so, we have conceded 32 goals. And eleven of them are from set pieces. So a third of the goals we concede are from set pieces. That's
1: bad. That's bad.
0: And those are bits where you have control. You can set up your men. Today we were, we had, we always kept two men outside the box, which was interesting. Didn't make any Mm. difference,
1: but didn't make any difference.
0: (laughs) But we did it. People quite often talk about that, don't they?
1: I guess they do. Yeah. But we. And then there's the two two final chances for Wednesday before we.
0: Yeah, I mean, so all celebrated like he'd you know he'd won everything that you could it's possible for a human to win he, he really went for that celebration there was no <laughs> uh, acknowledgement of his seven disappointing appearances for Sheffield Wednesday but there you go <laughs> um, but the, there were still chances in this game with they they um, the time added on was seven minutes so, so, so a long period of time we mm-hmm. were probably the last game last of the three o'clock kickoffs to to finish today yeah. um
1: so well, we we started late, didn't we? When we I think we were like it was 10 minutes past four by the time we got going with the second half. So
0: but 90 yeah. plus four, we had two gilt edge chances. Uh 90 plus four Hunt played another great crossover. it, it looked like the perfect height for Gregory. It looked like he just needed to head it, a simple header. And somehow he just lofted it over the bar. It, I don't know. It didn't look like he was stretching. It didn't look like it was above him or behind him. It just was bad. It was just, just bad. Just ballooned finishing. over. Uh, and speaking of bad finishing, it, even worse was the mm. ninth plus sixth minutes chance where Windass put this beautiful cross over. It's one of the, it was curling in at the back post anyway. It just needed a little flick, and Patterson oh. Patterson misses at the near post. <sighs> Very disappointing. Patterson was bad when he came on. That he had a really bad cross. That, that was one of the ones that probably hit the Ford Fiesta. Um, just absolutely lumped it out of play like he was clearing it. Uh and then and then missed that, missed that sitter. Oh, so a three-two loss in a game where we were talking about how many we should get really at halftime. Yeah. yeah. Disappointing. Yeah. But essentially I would say the same gamble as last week. Last week we looked very, very porous at the back, but we got goals. Today. Yeah, and we
1: looked we, we looked dangerous chances. going forward.
0: We had chances, we looked dangerous going forward, but we were just as porous at the back. And this time we got we fell at the wrong side of a a five goal thriller. Last week we were the right side of a six goal thriller.
1: We got found out pretty massively at the um uh going forward in the second half.
0: Yeah. They they completely put a stop to us. Really, we had very few chances outside yeah. the ones in the in the time added on.
1: Um, mm. So, <laughs> oh God. do you? Where do you think? I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about, or whether we'll get into villain slash man of a match with the piece. I
0: I think it's worth noting we are. I think we're probably sort of on the cusp of being done now with with uh, playoffs. I think we're starting to be the wrong side of a gap for those playoff teams.
1: How many points are now? What, six?
0: Six points from Oxford. We do have a game in hand. Yeah, but But it's it's
1: been six points for a couple of weeks now, a few weeks now, right?
0: But there's more team. uh, I think it just seems like, well, it just feels like it's kind of, like, I don't know, there's more time going. People are catching up with the games in hand and things like that. I don't know. Wigan, w- Wigan is staggering. They're top of the league with fifty-four points, and they have four games in hand on some teams. It's yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. The clip of Quest where they laugh at the journalists for saying that we're going to win it with ten by ten points or more uh, is is aging poorer every week. Mm. Uh, we've lost three out of five.
1: Well, the thing that was frustrating for me was like you know, we had a great spell, we dropped down, we had a poor spell, then we had a really good spell. And then, you know, we've had a poor spell now. The thing that felt frustrating for me was it like, we, I thought we deserved to be in the top six during that last good spell. Yeah. And it just, it, it never materialized. Yeah. Which maybe speaks to, I think, a lack of fortune, but I also think it speaks to some of the strength of the teams above us.
0: Frankly. Yeah. Also, I mean, to get there now would need it, we'll need a, a staggeringly good run. Like, mm. we need a five, six wins in a row type streak to kind of start chewing up some of that, some of that ground. But I just don't, when do you, we've talked about the definition of madness. It's like, when do you stop feeling like there might be some consistency? There might be some dependability. There might be some, I don't know. It just, it feels like we've got a team that should be able to produce seven out of 10 performances every week like they're good enough we've got enough even with injury crises we've got enough players and we're just not we turn up and it's five or four too often and there's not enough nines or tens to make up for where we seem to just be so we're either really really good or dreadful so often and most of the time in the same game Mm -hmm. it's just no consistent middle ground of just being all right putting in decent performances get you know, having a having a dependable way to play and getting a set of results that make sense.
1: So, have you have you given up on any hope of the playoffs? No,
0: no, I just um, I'm just starting to feel like where's it coming from because Moore's not Moore doesn't have it in him. Mm. He overthinks everything and breaks.
1: So, if we're getting to the point of you know consigning ourselves to a mid-table League One finish, yeah. hopefully. Probably, you know, it could be yeah. worse, I guess.
0: I, I think we're good enough to avoid the daft end of things, but the
1: fourth, fourth tier of English football. Um, what point do we? What point do we? We give up on like the Darren Moore vision? I don't, what I don't is the Darren Moore vision? The Darren
0: Moore vision was.
1: I know. I know.
0: We play out from the back because that's how he thinks it should be. We should play.
1: <laughs> that's the right thing to do. That's the right thing to
0: do. I don't know. I don't. i just. It's just. Um, I, It's been so disappointing since, I know Christmas was the games missed, but it feels like teams around us and teams above us have found themselves or found another gear and we just, it's just the same. It's just the same again and again. We get a little glimmer, a little modicum, we'll get a win and then you're like, okay, maybe this is a thing. And No, it's not a thing. It's never a thing. Either because you never see that again or we try it again and it doesn't work. Like it should be good that we've renamed the same team two games running, but it's not for us because I know we weren't going to get so and Mendes Lang were not going to we were not going to pull rabbits out of hats for a second week running, it just was not going to happen. And I thought, and in a way, I thought we got lucky last week anyway because we looked like we'd concede literally every time they got over the halfway line. Yeah, and that's what it was today as well. They looked so dangerous every time they got near us. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, So, I also don't know why we're looking at another forward. I'd want a defender or a holding midfielder. We don't need another winger or another... Another
1: another nebulous forward.
0: Another nebulous forward is the last thing we need. Mm -hmm. If we'd kept a clean sheet, we would have won today. You shouldn't lose again. You shouldn't go away from home, score two goals and lose.
1: And lose, yeah.
0: That's not... We don't need another attacker. Well, it's
1: the, the local papers seem to say that we were after the story sign looking for someone else. But there hasn't been any other names. The only names we've had have been.
0: But we've only got so many places left in this. We've only got one loan left, haven't we?
1: We can have more loans. We just can't have them in the matchday squad, right? We can only have more than right,
0: Yeah.
1: You can only have five in the matchday squad.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's just what we don't need another one of those to be a winger or a forward. Mm-hmm.
1: But I think, like in the post-match like interview with Darren Moore, like he seemed to say, "Look, everybody wants, everybody wants a defender."
0: Which is very. Everybody funny wants, wants how Sander. many Januarys have we been told? Everybody wants a centre <laughs> How many times um, have we been there and then ended up with like the worst little bit of like gristle left at the at the butchers. Oh dear! Oh, it's weird. It's a weird. Yeah, it's going to be a weird week to see what comes through the door or what doesn't come through the door. Um, should we put the this week's game to bed in terms of villain? Uh, oh well, wow, I suppose we've kind of been there. Is it Jaden Brown?
1: For me, it's Jaden Brown. I mean, uh, do you have anyone else?
0: No, I think Jaden Brown's good. I think it's a good call. Jaden Brown plus the referee for missing the penalty and not not booking Branigan at any stage Mm -hmm. I'd love to have a player like Branigan. that's what we should be looking for Mm -hmm. if you look at the bench we've just not got anything to shut up shop in that on that bench it'd be nice to have a Samedo type to bring on and just kind of close things off anyway there we go Uh, we've got Ipswich up next
1: Goody Ipswich who've had a dog awful start but then are two points below us now
0: yes yeah
1: so they've risen from the depths of relegation
0: yep yeah. well, Ipswich and then Morecambe in, in, a, in a short 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 space at
1: least Ipswich are um, at Hillsborough you know at least yeah, they get but... to uh, have a nice long journey
0: <laughs> To well I, I don't know have we been better at home is that, the, is that the general vibe
1: I don't know anymore
0: I think we might be quite alright at home and bad at way but I don't know <laughs>
1: Sure, we'll uh, we'll see you next week then. I guess.
0: I guess yeah. so. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll let people get back to their lives. And um, we should just say just um, before we go, thank you to Tomo Hack for uh, some lovely feedback on uh, the old Apple Podcasts. Uh, thank you for the five star review. Very kind of you. It does help uh, in terms of other people finding the podcast as well. So thank you for that. Um, and dangerously, I mean, we may have pushed even Tomahawk to the extremes with our digressions today. But dangerously, did say he enjoys the digressions away from Sheffield Wednesday occasionally as well. Good.
1: Good. I hope you enjoy uh, stories of Louis Anderson and uh, Finder's crispy pancakes.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But on that note, I'll say cheerio to you, Luke, and best of luck during the week. And cheerio to folks at home.
1: Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. (laughs) Bye-bye. Up and a half hour, up and up, up and up and a half hour, up and up, up and 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 up and